Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, Deuteronomy chapter 17. And if I were to give this one a title, it would be Leaders Go First. And it doesn't matter what area of life you are or season of life you find yourself in. Everybody leads something. Even if you're just leading yourself, everybody leads something. But if you are uh, in a family, if you where you work, whatever, everybody leads in some kind of way. And it's important to realize that in the kingdom of God, leaders don't go last and let other people go first. Leaders go first. We're going to see that today. But before we do that, as always, if you like what we're doing here and you're watching this on the YouTubes, make sure that you like, share, and subscribe. It really does help us get the word out. You can also comment on this. I know some people are having some trouble getting a hold of the Facebook group that we're doing. And so if you'd rather comment here, I would love to hear about what is going on in your life. How are you applying God's word? What are some questions you have about God's word? And just generally us doing life together. So you can do that. But also, if you're listening as a podcast, make sure you leave us a five-star review. It really does help us get the word out to other people as we are creating this environment or reading God's word together, such as Deuteronomy chapter 17. So to catch you up, remember, greatest leader to ever live, Moses, is not going to get to go to the promised land. And I don't know, I have this idea in my mind because Deuteronomy means second law. And so he is establishing the law for the next generation. And so really what he's doing is, is he's summing up Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers into one set of sermons that we have now called the book of Deuteronomy. But I have this idea that as he has set up the covenant, the Ten Commandments, and then he's building on it from there, I wonder if he's looking across and he sees on the other side of the Jordan River the promised land. He sees the hills, the valleys. He sees all the things. And he's just like, guys, I can see it. Let me tell you how you're going to keep it. And you're going to keep it by trusting and obeying the Lord. And honestly, if I could sum up the entire book of Deuteronomy, it would be trust and obey. It's the only way. And I would say for most of us in our lives, if we did that, if we trusted God's word and we obeyed God's word in everything we do, man, we'd be a lot better, wouldn't we? But, but it's easier said than done. And that's why... Moses is just taking time going through the different things, and that's what he's going to do today. He's going to talk more about the sacrifices that they give and how they go about doing it, but the second part of it is amazing. He's going to talk about the guidelines for a king, and there's a couple of very interesting things that I think could really help us on this idea of leaders go first. Well, we got to get there first, so if you've got your Bible with me, we're reading out of the New Living Translation. And open it up to Deuteronomy chapter 17. Got your cup of coffee ready, whatever it is. Let's dive into this, and then we're going to stop along the way, kind of as your Bible tour guide, because, man, the more we dig, the more we find. So let's read this together. You ready? First one says this. Never sacrifice sick or defective cattle, sheep or goats, to the Lord your God, for he detests such gifts. When you begin living in the towns the Lord your God is giving you, a man or woman among you might do evil in the sight of the Lord your God and violate the covenant. For instance, they might serve other gods or worship the sun, the moon, or any of the stars, the forces of heaven, which I have strictly forbidden. When you hear about it, investigate the matter thoroughly. 
If it is true that this detestable thing has been done in Israel, then the man or woman who has committed such evil acts must be taken to the gates of the town and stoned to death. Never put a person to death on the testimony of one or two witnesses. There must be two or three witnesses. The witnesses must throw the first stones, and then all all the people may join in, and in this way you will purge the evil from among you. Now pause for a moment. Realize that what God is saying is, that to violate the commands that I give you and to worship these false gods is a really big deal. But you know what's even bigger deal? Killing somebody. Someone having capital punishment. So he's saying, we don't play with this. This is not a way for you to get back at your enemies. So you're not going to better do this unless, think about this. First of all, you have to have two to three witnesses who say, I saw these people do the bad thing. And then here's the thing. You can't just be willing to go and quote unquote tell on somebody, you know, tattletale. But then you have to go first at administering the justice. And you know what that does? That has a way of weeding out a lot of the false claims. Because if I don't have to identify myself, I can just say something and move on. That doesn't cost me much. But if I got to be the one to cast the first stone, that means I'm going to have to know that I know that I know. And I love that. Because God is interested in justice. But he's also interested in being just in his justice, not just throwing around things, but you better know that you know and make sure you keep it just. I love that idea. All right. Verse eight. Suppose a case arises in the local court that is too hard for you to decide. For instance, whether someone is guilty of murder or of manslaughter or in a difficult lawsuit or in the case involving different kinds of assault. Take such a legal case to the place the Lord your God will choose, then present them to the Levitical priest or the judge on duty at the time. They will hear the case and declare a verdict. You must carry out the verdict they announce and the sentence they prescribe at the place the Lord chooses. You must do exactly what they say. After they have interpreted the law and declared their verdict, the sentence they impose must be fully executed. Do not modify it in any way." Anyone arrogant enough to reject the verdict of the judge or of the priest who is represented, or representing the Lord your God must die. In this way, you will purge the evil from Israel. Then everyone who will hear about it and be afraid to act so arrogantly. Now, the next part is very interesting because from the very beginning, Israel was not supposed to have a king. God was supposed to be their king. And they were supposed to live free in the promised land obeying the law of God. But here's the thing. God already knows that at some point they're going to want a king. So it's like, even though I don't want this for you, because, and he's, you're going to see this when we get to the book of first Samuel at some point and say, you don't want a king. A king is going to rule over you. A king is going to subject you to all these different things. Just be free and live for God. But like, no, we want a king. So way before this, God already knows that the people are going to want something that they don't really need. And so instead of just letting them fall apart, he gives them parameters so it can be healthy. So listen to this. This is what he calls all leaders to do. You're about to enter the land the Lord your God is giving you. When you take it over and settle there, you may think, we should select a king to rule over us like all the other nations around us. If this happens, be sure to select a king, the man the Lord your God chooses. You must appoint a fellow Israelite. He may not be a foreigner. The king must not build a large stable of horses for himself or send his people to Egypt to buy horses. For the Lord has told you, you may never return to Egypt. The king must not take many wives for himself because they will turn his heart from the Lord. 
He must not accumulate large amounts of wealth in silver or gold for himself. Now, pause again. Now, I've been telling you at the beginning of every one of these podcasts that Moses is probably the greatest leader to live outside of Jesus himself. Well, have you ever heard the phrase, the wisest leader to ever live? That's King Solomon. King Solomon is widely known to be the wisest man to ever live outside of Jesus because not only did did you see it by the way he led his kingdom, but also he wrote the book of Proverbs and the book of Ecclesiastes and Song of Solomon. But it's funny, though, at the same time, he was not perfect because Solomon was also one of the wealthiest people to ever live. Solomon had over 900 wives and I don't know how many concubines. And then the Bible actually said that 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 gold and silver were as almost nothing in the in the time of Solomon because he just had so much stuff. And what it literally says here is don't build a large stable, don't have many wives, don't collect a lot of loot. <laughs> Those are the three things that Solomon actually did. But look what he did do. The Bible did say that he he asked God for wisdom. And look what it says in verse 18. When he sits on the throne as king, He must copy for himself this body of instruction on a scroll in the presence of the Levitical priest. He must always keep that copy with him and read it daily as long as he lives. That way, he will learn to fear the Lord his God by obeying all the terms of these instructions and decrees. This regular reading will prevent him from becoming proud and acting as if he is above his fellow citizens. It will also prevent him from turning away from these commands in the smallest way. It will ensure that he and his descendants will reign for many generations in Israel. Now, the bottom line of this is that God said, one day you're going to want a king. And here's what you need to do. You need to make sure that king stays as close to me as possible. Make sure he doesn't get proud by having too many things. To All of a sudden he thinks that he's the hero instead of me. Make sure that he keeps my word in front of him all the time so that he learns to trust me and also learns to realize he's just a regular man like everybody else. So what God is saying is, in order for the nation to follow me, the king needs to go first in following me. That's a wonderful lesson for all of us today. No matter what season of life you're in, everybody leads somebody. And God's plan to reach your neighbor, his primary plan, is you. But that means you need to go first in leading everybody else. And you lead by following Jesus. And the more closely we follow the Lord, then we're able to lead others. So the true, honest statement is leaders go first. That means for parents, you want your kids to follow Jesus, you go first by following Jesus. School students, you're in high school, middle school, maybe college, you want your friends to follow Jesus, You go first in following Jesus. No matter what you're doing in life, you go first and you'll find that there's always someone who will then, God will put in your path, who will follow with you as you get closer to the Lord. So if you want other people to do something, you go first. Let's pray together. We'll be done for today. Father, thank you so much that you love us. You want us to be close to you. I pray that you will help us, Lord, to go first in our life today. Let us not look to be served, but let us look to serve others and to go first by following you in everything that we do. We thank you, God, for loving us the way you do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Don't forget, Deuteronomy 30, verse 19 says, Today I have given you the choice between life and death. Choose life. You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying him, and committing yourself firmly to him. My prayer is that today you would choose life. 
and that you will go first in everything you do. And I'll see you tomorrow for Deuteronomy chapter 18.